the Easter readings are so helpful for me because it's, it shines a light on who I'm supposed to be, who we're all supposed to be, those of us who have received the great gift of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it shines a light when I'm living in a way that kind of just doesn't quite show forth, put forth this light of Christ that we are called to be. We always get these readings where we have the Acts of the Apostles, where here we have Peter and the others boldly proclaiming who this Jesus is. This Jesus who is everything. Risen from the dead, the ones you crucified. You know, they're boldly proclaiming. And yet, we always, then we have the gospel to compare that to where we see the disciples confused, trying to figure things out, their friend, master, and teacher, the one they thought was, the, was going to be the Messiah of Israel, was not in the tomb. And this morning, we have this great walk to Emmaus where two of his disciples, you know, I can only imagine what that conversation must have been. They're having a conversation and they're having debate. And I imagine it was probably pretty pretty emotional, pretty intense. Two Middle Eastern men walking along. They had a long walk to go, and they're trying to figure it out. What just happened? What does all this mean? We thought he was the one. Jesus walks up with them. He joins them, but they're, not, they're, they're kept from being able to recognize him. And in, in starting with Moses and all the prophets, he talks about all of those areas that, that talk about him and how this all had to happen. And in the, and in the evening, when they come to the house and they invite him in to stay with them, and as he breaks the bread, they recognize who he is. And they say to themselves, weren't our hearts burning? We are living in times where we're probably talking and discussing a lot of things. We're somewhere in between. We're, we're, we're kept in as a community and as a world. We're, 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 we're looking at the possibility and preparing for reopening. But at the same time, we're, being, we're, we're, we're feeling like we need to wear masks and everything else. We're, there's a lot of fear. And we're talking about a lot of things. I was remembering and spending some time just reflecting on this walk and the importance for us to have spiritual conversations, the importance for us to have holy conversations, especially in times like this, where there is fear, we need light. Where's that, where's that sense of, of darkness? We, we, we just, we are called to him who is our hope and peace. 
But we have to have conversations that lead us there. I was remembering one conversation years ago, I had many years ago, and it's, it's, it's a fun conversation because my, one of my best friends in the monastery in St. Andrews, we, we were taking a walk one afternoon up to the cemetery, and it's up on a hill that looks out, all, all, out over the desert. And we were discussing a lot of things, monastic life and, you know, probably struggles and uh, peaks and valleys of the life. But when we got up top, Brother Andrew asked me, he said, out of all of the disciples, who do you relate with the most? Who do you think you're most like? And immediately I answered, oh, I'm John the Beloved. And he says, why, why do you say that? I said, well, I, I want to think that I'm, I'm the one that, that, that Jesus loved the most. I want to be the one that, you know, put my head on his, on his, on his breast at the Last Supper. I want to be that guy who wrote those beautiful letters of love. I, I mean, that's, that's who I think I am. And he looked at me, he goes, no, that's not you. You're way more like Peter. What are you talking about? He goes, oh, he goes, one minute you're so strong in faith and you're like, yeah, Jesus, you're the man. He goes, and two seconds later, you can be like, yeah, but we're going to do it my way. And I was like bummed. But he had examples. But the beautiful part of that conversation is that I've never forgotten it. I've never forgotten it, and as I continue my journey with Christ, I have been able to see that I, was, I am much more like Peter than I am John. However, in my heart, I still want to be more like John. There's, but to, to make these connections that I'm truly one of the Lord's disciples and walking in a way that, that has purpose, that has meaning, that is heading to eternal life is huge. And so, my brothers and sisters, I offer you this challenge because we are called to recognize him, Jesus, the one who was crucified for our sins, for our weakness, and he was risen from the dead. And he has offered us the sacramental life so that we can be more like the Peter and the, and the, and the other 11 post-Holy Spirit, receiving of the Holy Spirit, to proclaim good news to one another. Good news. So my challenge is for you to take a walk. Take a walk with someone who you care about and have a spiritual conversation, a holy conversation. Talk about where you see and are experiencing the one who is life himself in these days, these days. 
Yes, we are. We are heading and getting closer and closer. Every, every time we gather here, we are getting closer to the day where we are going to be able to come back together. But we're not there yet. But we must keep it clear in our hearts and spend a little more time recognizing him in the breaking of the bread, the ones we love, and less time conversing about the things that draw us towards fear and despair. He is our life, he is our light, he is our peace, and he is the reason for our hope. So talk about him. Take a walk. And let your hearts burn. <laughs>